Tom Muskoka. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I'm told on good authority that uh, the Prime Minister has a secret plan to ban legal firearms. Apparently, this plan is to be executed by cabinet directive with no debate in Parliament. The Prime Minister plans to announce this gun ban at the Women Deliver conference held in early June in Vancouver, where New Zealand Prime Minister Ardern will also attend. Can the Prime Minister confirm or deny this zero accountability secret plan? Wow, shame. Honorable Minister of Border Security. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. I just want to assure this House that our government remains absolutely committed to taking all the measures that are effective in keeping Canadians safe. And as I believe every member of this House will agree, there is no greater responsibility for any order of government than the safety of their citizens, the protection of their kids. And we are prepared to consider whatever measures will be effective in doing so. Welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today, special guest, podcast Brian. Brian, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mark. Is it really your pleasure? Yeah, well, I was hoping we wouldn't be having this conversation. I want to know. I, hold on. Uh, you and I both knew this was coming. Yep. I want to know right now, after listening to that video, your first thoughts. Um... Well, I hate to say I told you so, uh, and I I hate being uh, correct about it because uh, I, uh, I I didn't want to have to fight this fight, but I knew we were going to end up here, and um, there is nothing beneath a liberal in this country at this time. That's that's this liberal party, people, and I'm not you know the liberal party of the past has done some good things, and and it's not my flavor, but that doesn't mean you know that's all that matters um but this liberal party justin trudeau's liberal party is a desperate skeevy pathetic worm-like organization that is insidious and anti-democratic and dirty and corrupt and malicious and insidious and they will do whatever they need to do to hang on to power and i'm not in the least surprised that a party that has gone this far down the road to failure um is is clasping at straws like a drowning man and uh, yeah they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do they're gonna do their their ban it's coming it's not it's uh they have nothing to lose you know if they don't do anything they're still the party of snc lavalin they're still the party of mark norman they're you know of the the mark norman trial they're still the party of uh of uh, aga khan they're still the party of all these failings um uh but if they do it, they might just potentially be the party that banned assault rifles and handguns in Canada and aren't we the heroes. And we all know that it won't have any effect on anything. But for the uninformed and the stupid, uh, it sounds great. And, well, why not? I'll, uh, I'll vote for that. You know? and so that's what they're doing. You know, I, I wish I could tell you, I look forward to every podcast I do because it means that I've been inspired by something. I was not looking forward to this podcast. No. I knew this was going to happen. You knew this was going to happen. If you go back far enough in our YouTube videos, you'll see me talking about this a couple of years ago. Yep. And it is exactly as predicted. You know, I don't have a Nostradamus uh, syndrome going on here, but I can tell you right now, uh, I certainly saw this coming. I, I see a little further into this thing and the damage that it may do. Uh, on so many levels. But I'm going to start this podcast instead by saying that in all likelihood, 
this is not going to be a family-friendly podcast. Uh, you know, for the people out there that are listening, if your children are within earshot, I would suggest you put them away. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say we're going to deviate too far away from our ordinarily, uh, family friendly patterns of behavior here at the Canadian gun vault, but I can't guarantee you it's not going to get lively because this is a subject that needs to be discussed. Uh, certainly we need to discuss it passionately, uh, after seeing that video clip, it is abundantly clear to me that Billy Blair is not answering the question because they have already thought this one out. I've been going to the town hall meetings. Uh, certainly, uh, members of our lobby groups have been going to the town hall meetings. They're not listening to anything. Absolutely, uh, 100% correct. Anybody that's thinking that their uh, you know words are falling on deaf ears, they are. In the face of all evidence to the contrary, this government is going to continue to move forward on its firearm agenda. And now we have revealed that there was a secret plan. I seem to recall Ralph Goodale or one of those Trudeau cronies making the announcement that we're not going to be doing anything until after the election. You and I both agreed that that was probably a lie. One of many perpetrated by this government. Well, this, it's a tactic. And again, we've talked about this from day one, Mark, and this is not about safety. This is not about crime. This is about votes. And I have maintained all along that anyone out there who enjoys shooting, I don't care if you're a hunter who uses his rifle once a year, or if you're a three-gun tactical guy who gets out there and goes through a thousand rounds on a weekend, um, we all have to be on the same side, first and foremost, and the people who are willing to throw their fellow uh, shooters under the bus to save their own uh, shooting discipline, I, I have no time for. Um, I think you should have a good look in the mirror and, and, and recognize the, uh, the lack of integrity that you have, and, and, and you should look at yourself as a very small and, and petty person if you're wrapped up in, your, in yourself. Um, you know, these rights... And these privileges that we have in this country need to be jealously guarded because they are under full-scale assault. So the people who don't like Andrew Scheer because they've listened to the same CBC uh, uh, broadcasts that the liberals have, only they tend to be more conservative in nature and have bought into the lie that that uh, Max Bernier is going to be the end-all, be-all uh, winner to, to get uh, Justin Trudeau out. You, you're fooling yourselves. Um, and any threat to the opportunity of Andrew Scheer's conservatives to throw this government out has to be addressed. So you PPC voters, you need to have a good hard look at yourselves. I understand that you may be more right wing than Andrew Scheer. That's that's fair comment. Maybe there are things about Andrew Scheer you don't like. You're believing nonsense if you believe he's a globalist and if you believe he's a UN fan and you believe all these stuff, all these things that uh, have been planted by the CBC and the lefties to get you to to go farther right. But whatever, that that's that's your prerogative. You can believe whatever you believe. But the reality is, is we have to get the liberals out of power. It is the only uh, saving grace for firearms owners in this country at this time. Uh, once we get Justin Trudeau out, we can hold Andrew Shear's feet to the fire. We can point out that we're a very powerful lobby and have had a big impact on his election um, and that we want certain things put into the Charter of Rights to protect our rights and to protect our hobby and our property. Uh, there's all kinds of things we can do. We can look at supporting um, uh, Max Bernie in the next election uh, once we've got Justin Trudeau out. But Anything that threatens that is uh, as big a threat to us as the liberals are. So you're doing no one any favors by going harder right. And, and I got to tell you, people on the right, on the right of the party, you have to realize 
We're not going to win elections by going farther right. Just because you believe stronger in something and more extremely in something does not mean that that translates into votes and and one ridings. So, you know, you have to learn to moderate and to compromise. Um, There's lots of things that I'm not happy about uh, that happened with Stephen Harper and his refusal to eliminate the the prohibition uh, class, for instance, prohibited class, which was spoken to by, uh, you know, um, various uh, arms of of the gun lobby in Canada. But the fact of the matter is, is that these governments have to govern from the middle and they have to govern for everybody. And no one's getting in by going hardcore right in this country so we have to take the middle up uh we have to get as much of it as possible and that's from the unfortunately from the far far right of the party uh and sometimes that can be unpleasant to some people um you know but all the way to the middle and and seeking into the left a little bit you know where some of these people you know are are progressively are socially progressive but they're also fiscally conservative and we have to keep them in mind and we have to say you know we're not gonna roll back women's rights we're not gonna roll back uh uh, you know human rights or civil rights in any way shape or form um but we are going to start looking at the way our money gets spent and we are going to protect the rights of the people who follow the law in this country um you know and that's very important the conservatives are no longer the party of taking people's rights away that's very clearly the liberals and uh they have uh, gone so far left and so far off track that uh you know the social justice movement has just is just gone right off the rails so we need to keep our act together we need to invest wisely we need to vote wisely you need to put your your money where your mouth is take the money you would spend on the next gun you're going to buy the the fifteen hundred dollars and put it into the conservative party put it into the ccfr put it into the cssa put it into organizations that will fight for you that will advocate for you and that will uh put up a hard uh counterbalance to this this movement this ridiculous movement of the liberal party to the left and and that's it guys that's that's our only choice we're not not going to get anywhere by debating statistics we're not we debated with statistics and with reason all the way down the line and they went and did it anyway, anyway. <laughs> so they don't care what you think they don't care what the numbers are the the people who are ignorant and vote liberal it it doesn't matter how many times gary mauser said it it doesn't matter how many times that the fake uh, the fake uh, arguments have been refuted they think that most of the guns in this country that are killing people come from legal gun owners. They think we're doing it voluntarily in a lot of circumstances, and they think that getting rid of guns is going to stop crime. They sure don't think that punishing criminals is going to stop crime. Uh, so you know they're on a whole different mindset. There, there's a, there's a, the logic circuit in the brain has has been short circuited. It's been tripped right out. Yep. Uh, actually, probably removed from a lot of these brains, yep. and they're just they're just looking at la la land, and they're. There's no logic to it. So stop thinking logically and start thinking tactically. We need to fight them politically, and that means uh, advocacy groups and political parties. Absolutely. Forget the stats. Forget all the other nonsense and stop turning on each other. You know, we, 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 the, the groups of shooters cannot be turning on each other. So if, if you don't support someone's right to own a, a fully automatic, uh, you know, Thompson submachine gun with large capacity magazines, uh, don't be crowing loudly that you should be entitled to your single shot bolt action with your scope on it so that you can hunt elk once a year. Because, you know, that argument can be refuted too. You know, well, who needs to be killing animals in this time of history anyway? That argument can be made. There's an argument against every 
different discipline of shooting. Absolutely. So what you have to stop doing is looking at the arguments against, and you have to look at us as a group, and you have to you have to promote everyone's right to enjoy their sport and enjoy their property, regardless of what it is. I just love listening to you speak. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm. The, uh, it's like it's, I, I, I just hit the on switch and <laughs> off you go. It's like uh, man, it's like watching uh, an artist paint. Well, it's it's fantastic. No, like uh, seriously, I, I can't tell you enough how much. I appreciate your input on the show. It's so valuable uh, to Canadians everywhere that they get your viewpoint because, you know, I know how intelligent you are and I know how closely you follow this. And quite, quite honestly, I'd be lost, I think, without you in many ways. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking I'm looking at what's going on. You know, you made you made mention uh, briefly there. Uh, of, you know, the liberals not going hard on criminals. I, I certainly learned in my 20 years of service in a major metropolitan city that uh, the judicial system was a revolving door. And, you know, you got to think about that and the impact it has on police officers as they work day in and day out to try and keep people safe. The front lines. I have always been very supportive of the front lines. And uh, after I left policing, I never stopped loving it. Uh, I bleed blue still to this day. It never leaves you. You're always a cop. And I tap into that a little bit when I look at the situation that's developing and I can't help but think to myself uh, two things. One, uh, you know, are you just a man with a gun uh, who's told what to do or, or are you, you paid out there to think and take actually take care of people? And I saw the gradual decline of that in policing over the years. I saw more of a need for robotic like soldiers and they didn't want you thinking everything was according to policy and policy was gospel and anybody that deviated from policy would be struck down immediately. And I can tell you right now that from where I'm sitting, right, it's in their best interest to keep right, their service young, misinformed, and ultimately in the dark on what they should be doing and what's right. Because I can tell you that if they affect any bands and they get people uh, silly enough to think that it's okay to take legally owned property, private property, I bought it. I worked hard for it. I paid for it. I paid taxes on it. I had to jump through an untold number of hoops to get to where I had to be. I'm scrutinized every single day. And yet I'm the problem in the face of all evidence. To the contrary, legal fire motors have never been a problem. They know that podcast, Brian, you are absolutely right. Yeah, but you, again, you, you're appealing to common sense and you're appealing to reason. That's not what this is about. This is about votes. There are... There are ill-informed, self-righteous, social justice people somewhere on the spectrum that have determined that guns are bad and they hurt people and that the presence of them is the issue. Now, he here's the thing. If every gun in the world was eliminated, right, mm -hmm. the argument that the presence of guns is harmful might, might, might be maintained. But we're not going to get rid of all the guns in the world. And what's going to happen is only some people are going to have the guns. And those people will be the criminals and the government. And the the democratic process is breaking down. It's getting less and less democratic all the time. The people are being taxed more and more. They're taking more and more of our rights away. Um, you know, people are giving up liberty for safety and security. And, you know, we are headed full scale down that road to 1984, Brave New World, uh, uh, Fahrenheit 
um, uh, what's the book? Fahrenheit. Oh, you're, you're, it's the number. It's uh, I've forgotten the, uh-uh. the number. Uh, but yeah, where where books are burned and the people are kept, um, the 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 people are kept uh, uh, in the dark. And you know, it's we can only do what we can do, and that is we need the advocacy groups to push hard. CCFR has done a banner job. Every CSSA has been great as well, but I mean, the CCFR has led the charge, fixed bayonets and charge into the, you know, they played a a very key role, as did the shooters in the area, uh, to go to Kingston City Council yesterday and get them to... um, uh, They defeated the motion. Defeated the motion to, uh, what was it, to ban... To strengthen 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 C-71 by including a ban on handguns and, and so-called assault rifles. And, you know, the thing is, uh, a lot of this, too, I believe is, is if anything, it serves to um, deflect our efforts to get C-71 stopped. So at the very, very least, C-71 is going to go through and we're going to be happy to just see that go through, uh, which, you know, it's a dig at us. It's, uh, and, uh, you know, like one of the things I want to I want to point out. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a. 12.5 owner, so prohibited arms. I've, I've owned uh, AKs and FNs since the 1990s, and I haven't been allowed to shoot them since then. And the law that brought in the PALs and the, you know, the safe storage laws and all this, not, not a bad law. I, I got to say, I, I don't have a problem with it. It makes sense. And, you know, common sense uh, laws like that, they, they prevent deaths in the home they they cut down the amount of access to to uh uh you know firearms in the home that children have access to and uh, all that kind of thing that, right. no no problems with that but then they tacked on the the prohibition order the 12 12 2 12 3 12 4 mm-hmm. 12 5 and uh that was not part of the legislation that's an order in council that was not debated they turned around and they said yeah we don't like the AK-47, it's prohibited. We don't like the FN, it's prohibited. We don't like, you know, this, that, and the other thing, it's prohibited. It's a scary gun. And uh, we don't like, you know, Thompson submachine guns. All the full autos, prohibited. No, no, we don't like them. Order and council, they're done. No debate, no nothing, they're gone. And that's what they're trying to do now. Um, and, you know, they prohibited the rifles, but you were allowed to keep them. Okay, well, that's something. At least there's a, you know, at least you can enjoy your property still. And then a couple of years later, they passed this little amendment to a bill, Bill C-13A. And what it did was it prevented ATTs from being issued to people with prohibited 12-class rifles. Not pistols, but the rifles. So the, the rifle owners and the machine gun owners and all those people, all of a sudden those guns became safe queens and they couldn't come out of the safe. They had to sit in the safe and you could never shoot them again. And they did this so that when eventually you die or when eventually these these you know the 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 story comes up that they want to confiscate and destroy these weapons um no one will kick because you can't use them anyway you can't enjoy them anyway Mm -hmm. but everyone failed to recognize the absolute nasty nature of that amendment the the, very liberal at heart cowardly Petty, malicious, small, malicious, backstabby, malicious, very, very liberal at its heart. Uh, truly, truly a big yellow stripe down the middle of that amendment. And, uh, you know, to, to, to say, well, you can own it because we haven't got the nuts to come and take it off you. But it's going to sit in its uh, it's going to sit in its uh, container. Oh, and by the way, it's still got to have a five round mag. 
You know, yeah. I, I don't care if it's a Thompson from from 1941. It's going to have a five round mag, and it's going to have a five round drum. And yeah, you got to modify that historical piece so that it can only hold five shots, even though you can't use it. Like the petty smallness of the of the liberal mind that that rat like uh, <laughs> uh, uh, cockroach. Uh, mindset, you know, to, 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 to chip away at people's um, uh, enjoyment. Uh, enjoyment of things. And I will say, you know, like 25, 35 years ago, this was very much the, the, the way conservatives acted. Yes. You know, they, well, let's keep the black man down and let's, and I'm not talking particularly in Canada, yeah. although I'm sure that people of, of, of color and, and, and certain women's groups and, and uh, LGBTQ would, would argue that they have been kept down that way, but I don't think it's been as obvious here. But, you know, the right and the conservative Republican movements in, in North America were, and even in, in Europe, in, in Britain and so on, the right was the source of this this pettiness and this nastiness and the, let's keep everyone down. Mm. But it has very clearly gone the other way. Oh, absolutely. The classic liberalism of the, of old now resides firmly in the bosom of the conservative movement around the world. Um, you know, and within the conservative movement, I say to you, you have to look at other people and say, if you're trying to take away their right to live free and to do as as they wish as long as it doesn't harm others uh, then then you're part of the problem mm-hmm. you know and um, you have to take a good hard look at it my sort of uh, moment was I had a lot of friends uh, moving in the music world I had a lot of friends who smoked marijuana although it's not it's not my deal at all mm-hmm. but a lot of friends who smoked marijuana and I realized how petty and small uh, the rules were surrounding that issue and I'm a firm supporter of a person's right to smoke marijuana and to possess it and to grow it if they wish because we are free people and we pay taxes and we contribute to society and to be turned to, to, to for the government to turn around and say you can't grow a, a, a weed in your backyard dry it out and smoke and smoke it, uh, it it strikes me as being anti-democratic and anti-liberty. So, you know, same thing. If I don't hurt anyone with my firearms and I follow the rules uh, as they're laid out Mm -hmm. within reason, uh, then then no one should be coming to my house and taking my property or telling me I can't have that property or that I can't enjoy it. And, And that's what we all, I think, need to have a good hard look at ourselves as a movement. We are the most diverse, uh, uh, um, heterogeneous uh, uh, group in Canadian society. We are the most law-abiding, the most vetted, um, and and in, in a lot of circumstances, we're the most reasonable because we want to keep our our rights and our privileges and our property. We want to keep the ability to keep enjoying our sport. Um, so to have people who know nothing about our sport proclaim self-righteously about how it ought to be controlled and what needs to happen. And this is, you know, I find that completely outrageous. And, and then those same scumbags pissing and moaning about how the murderers and terrorists shouldn't be segregated and how we shouldn't be, you know, oh my goodness, you can't hurt these people and you can't do this and you can't do that, you know, because the poor criminals, terrorists and and murderers and rapists, they need to be protected. But the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens who go out and enjoy their shooting sports, they're the problem. They're the people whose property needs to be uh, confiscated. They're the people with the mental issues. I'm sorry, but you people who think that way, you can go crawl up your own assholes. You know what? I, uh, again, I love listening to you speak. I appreciate 
the uh, marijuana analogy uh, more than you know because it's it's ironic that you feel this passionately about a subject. Uh, just just to mention that, I mean, I, I know for a fact you don't you don't really smoke marijuana. I you don't, don't, I don't you like don't, it at all. Yeah, like no. you you have like an, a, a real aversion to it, mm. and and for you to argue so passionately, uh, you know, and, and and be able to uh, appreciate, you know, the impact on an issue like that and and how it might relate to firearm ownership. I mean, I, I totally get it. Um, I, I just I'm fascinated by the fact that you two see that if it's wrong over here, it's wrong over here as absolutely. well. Absolutely, absolutely. And and to deprive people of their legally owned property, you know, I, I called Bob Bertina's office today, and yeah. I spoke I spoke to uh, his case manager, or one of his case managers. This was a uh, a gentleman. Uh, he had a uh, a West Indian accent. And, you know, nice man, pleasant man. He answered the phone for Bob's office. And the, you know, one of the things that came out of my mouth during the conversation was, you know, can I ask you something? Do you think it's okay if the government uh, takes your property without any kind of justifiable cause? And, you know, the, the conversation revolved around that for a minute. And I said, no, no, like, if the government said it was okay for you to own something, okay, and, and you bought it and you paid for it, if they changed the law, you know, uh, somewhere down the road and, and you've never bothered anybody with it and it's, it's your property. Do you think it's okay for the government to come in and take your property without uh, any, any good reason? And he said, no, of course not. He's, he's like, he's like, well, no, 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 no the, the way you described it. I think you got the story wrong. I said, well, no, it was in parliament session. You know, Ralph Goodale was asked the question and he clearly dodged it. And there is concerns that our fire firearm community has, you know, uh, uh, revolving around this particular issue. And it's been a hot topic lately. And, you know, he seemed to be very agreeable, but I feel for Bob because you know what? I'm sure he's going to get smashed with a ton of uh, emails and phone calls. I've encouraged everybody to call into the member of Parliament, uh, call Ralph Goodell's office, call Justin Trudeau's office, keep calling. And you know what? Insist on speaking to a person. There's uh, got to be a number you can call where you can give them a little bit of a piece of your mind. You know, I, I think it's important to do that in a very composed way. I always tell people maintain control. Uh, you can speak passionately about an issue uh, without yelling. You well, know. without being abusive. And without and being that's, abusive. That's the key, right? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't... Uh, and, you, and, and, you know, Mark, like the, the problem mm -hmm. is is that this this topic, because now we're so close to having our property confiscated, people are going off the rails. And I've seen some of the postings on the, on the different uh, oh, social yeah. media groups this morning. And, I mean, some of the posts, I was like, oh, my God, people do, don't shoot your bolt too soon. Yeah. Don't make threats. Don't, uh, don't yeah. proclaim loudly that, you know, don't proclaim loudly anything yeah let's wait until it happens and deal with it then um i do believe that uh the organizations that we work with need to be prepared for a couple of test cases because uh, when this all goes down there will be people who will not comply as i i i don't think people should at all yeah. it's an unjust law and unjust laws deserve to be broken absolutely um, yeah, uh, you know what? I, I, i'm not going to encourage anybody to break the law but i will i will say this everybody's going to have to make a decision yeah, about sure what's they right are. sure they are absolutely right? and, and the idea that and, and i would speak to the law enforcement uh listeners that we have out there uh, i think it's really important to note that i was in your shoes i suffered the effects of bad policy and i could tell you right now that if they tell you just to start taking things 
it presents a very dangerous situation. And when I and when I say that, I say you've got you've got good Canadian citizens that have done nothing wrong and in a, a pen stroke have become subject to seizure of their privately owned property. You have to look back at history and look at law enforcement and military as they uh, perhaps would view themselves in those positions where they're being told to do things that are clearly unconstitutional. There are a lot of ex-military and ex-police officers who are out there who are not giving up their guns. And, so, and, and they're members of our community as well. That's right. And so, you know, and, and, and I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't I don't like going down that road. Neither but do I. You, but you, you, you have to ask yourself, at, at what level do we start to question the nature of our of our existence in this so-called democracy in this so-called free country it's not free if they're going to take your shit it's not free if they're going to tax you to poverty it's not free if they're going to choose who they charge and who they don't and they charge the people that are you know here, here's the thing mark in 1974 and i've showed you this in 1974 the association of chiefs of police in canada considered that an armed populace uh served two two primary primary supportive roles uh, an armed populace supplemented law enforcement by providing um, law-abiding armed citizenry who could counter the effects of crime who could protect themselves and their property and assist police when required and in addition it provided a third line of defense from uh, foreign aggression uh, predominantly at the time we were looking at the Soviets uh, if those parachutes ever floated down I mean the military was going to be done in you know, a day or two. Uh, the police uh, are, are really an arm of the government, no matter who's in government. So, you know, their 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 job is to keep order, regardless of who's there, mm-hmm. and to protect people and to serve. But, you know, it, it, they're they're li- the second line. And then what do you got left? Well, the largest group of that by far is the three million gun owners in this country. That could create a problem for any potentially hostile group in this country. Uh, there are countries in Europe now, uh, Czechoslovakia predominantly, Poland, uh, even Germany, where they have and Italy, where they have said uh, restrictive gun laws have not worked in our favor. Terrorism, violence, criminal activity are on the rise. You know, an armed, law-abiding citizenry that is is um, uh, you know, sympathetic to the government is going to be a far greater use on the side of, of, of law and order than it is against. So they turned around and said, no, you know, we're, 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 we're modifying the laws to make sure you can own military style weapons. We're modifying the laws to make sure you can use those weapons if you need to, to protect yourself or to protect others, to protect your property. And, you know, that's the way our chiefs of police looked at it in 1974. In 2019, our chiefs of police look upon gun owners in this Canada like we're the enemy. ISIS isn't the enemy. ISIS is not the enemy. They're just poor, misunderstood people that need to be repatriated and brought back here and looked after and given poetry lessons. But if you work a normal job, pay your taxes, and happen to own an AR-15, you're the enemy of all that is decent and good in this country. There is some serious mental defect in that position. And I'm sorry, the chiefs of police, if that's the way you're looking at things, you shouldn't be a chief of police. You should get the hell out of the public service. Agreed. Right. I've never been more ashamed of Billy Blair. Selling well, selling out. You know what? I refuse to well, use... He's a politician. He's going to do what he has to do to survive. Uh, well, he I, wants he, to move up. Yeah, well, right? you know what? I, I got to... There's a special ring in hell reserved for police that become corrupt. Oh, 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm, I, sure, I, I I'm sure. I'm sure Dante Alighieri wrote about it. That yeah. a man. Oops. That a man tasked with the ultimate responsibility of taking care of people would use this twisted vision to further his political career by allowing what credibility he may have connected to his former position as Toronto's top cop. I, I'm, I'm ashamed of him because it has never been more clear to me that Bill Blair is just going to toe the party line and he's going to sell out this country. Sure is. Well, look at look at Sajan, who was an honorable officer in the military and then turned around to be a total scumbag as the Minister of National Defense. You know, he's a, he's a uh, he's garbage. Well, for Billy Blair to get up there waving his small hands around, I uh, got to tell you, I've never been more disappointed in a police officer in my life. Yeah, but he stopped being a police officer when he became a politician. He's he's now uh, he's a bean counter and a and a pencil pusher and 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 you know he's looking out for his next uh, his next uh, increment pay raise not, and his pensionable. No. Uh, that's that's all they no, are. Not in my not in my old school world. Oh no, of course not. Sellout. Of course not. Yeah, Sell absolutely, out. absolutely. All right, and I'll use the word sellout from now on. I got to tell you right now, I will never be guilty of falling into the trap of using the T word, either one of them. I'll say that they're sellouts because I know that if you say the T word, you'll get up on the radar. Well, yeah, but, but you know, here, here's the thing. You, you can't forget that the policemen and the train wardens and the soldiers and the camp guards that loaded people onto trains and sent them to Auschwitz and Dachau were simply public servants of the state doing their jobs. And if anything had happened to any of them, the public would have been outraged and the media would have screeched and said, oh, my God, these, you know, these people just doing their jobs were murdered by people who were, you know, who, who did they think? They are? This this is legal. Remember, the, the final solution was legal. It was enshrined in German law by lawyers and it was looked over by judges and overseen by the Supreme Court. And it was all legal right down the line. And the people that made this thing happen, the, the, the engine of destruction that made this whole thing happen was all legal. They were just people doing their jobs. And, you know, you look at the Yellow Vest protests in France and there are cops out there playing baseball with people's heads. You look at what's going on in Venezuela. The people who gave their guns up in 2012 are being shot dead in the streets and run over by armored cars right now by the same police that they disarmed to protect right the, the 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 way that these things can go are so dangerous and this country is not on balance right now we do not have a good government our fiscals are not are not good our foreign policy is weak as hell uh the 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 we're we're overfunded everywhere and we're racking the credit cards. The The government lied it through its teeth. They were supposed to be on balanced budget this year and they're not. They're, they're $30 billion off. So, you know, things are not good right now. And to turn around and say we're also going to disarm the people, it looks like a power grab. It looks like they don't want any challenge to their power. Not saying that gun owners are that challenge, but but only a tyrant fears an armed populace. And and that's this this is a tyrannical government. They and, are there. They're there. And and silences the opposition, controls the yeah, media. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, look at look at they they control the media. They they pay the CBC one point six billion dollars a year. They put six hundred million dollars into the rest of the media in this country. And they said if you give us positive positive coverage, you'll get your money. And if you don't, we'll cut you. We'll we'll cut you dry. Yeah. And it's like. They're bribing the media. The media accepted it. You know, you've got all these foreign-funded Facebook idiot groups like you know North Ninety Nine and Press Progress and all these 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 moron talking points. Uh, and and these idiots are out there just soaking it up like a friggin' chocolate milkshake. Isn't this great? Look at all the information we're getting. Ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous, and stupid. And uh, you know. Well, you know, taking uh, taking you back a bit, I mean, Canadians, uh, you know, Canadians have gotten this news. Certainly it's, uh, you know, one more item added on to a large pile of uh, seemingly corrupt and unethical behavior demonstrated by this Trudeau liberal government. Uh, there's definitely been a lot of things that have gone on over the years that I, I think we could look back at. Uh, you know, anybody out there that's still, you know, thinking about supporting a liberal government, I, I would beg you to look at some of the things that have transpired. I mean, uh, <laughs> the India debacle. You know the yeah. the, the SNC level well, there, there are just the latest. Too many I, like, to I, read I've on. lost track yeah. of all the scandals that have plagued this government. And when we say plagued, I mean they brought this plague upon themselves. They've been acting unethically since the very beginning. Uh, they've obviously got little uh, to no respect for the Canadian people's wishes, and they continue to push agendas that seemingly fly in the face of all reason. Uh, what what? What would be your advice? I mean, I certainly, I, I, I've encouraged today uh, people to uh, share our posts. I, I think it's really important that I, you, you touched on this before, uh, and certainly I, I think that it's uh, important enough that we would go over it again. Uh, you know, love to work with some of the lobby groups and offer any assistance we can. If you're well, listening, we, we've, we've all got to pull together. If, There's no if question. You're, if you're listening, all right, uh, as the you know, as the Canadian Gunvault and Mark Morelli, I will say this: If I have offended anybody, or if I've ever done anything wrong to anybody in the lobby groups where they may not want to work with me for some reason, or if some segment is uh, unhappy with me, I would apologize right now and say that we have to look beyond these things. Uh, for the greater good, I would extend and offer any and all help that the Canadian Gun Vault can yield. We have a very large YouTube following. People are listening on our podcast now as well. We have uh, you know, very, very large Instagram following. And our reach is unparalleled, and we would love to get the positive messages out we could now. Well, we, we, we certainly all have to pull together. Yeah. CCFR, uh, CSSA, yep. OFA, uh, NFA, everyone, every range out there. Every gun shop out there, every import business out there, uh, they we all need to pull together. Every shooter, whether you go out once a year and shoot your 30-30 in the woods to take a deer, fire five rounds a year, or the guy who's out every weekend blowing off 2,000 rounds through his, his three-gun competition or whatever, we all need to pull together. And, and again, the only advice that I'm emphatically pushing to you is you need to donate to the conservative party and you need to volunteer for the conservative party. And I know some of you are not going to like that. I know some of you are diehard Mad Max supporters. I was too, but 
winning this next election takes precedence over everything else. It takes precedence over ego. It takes precedence over, oh my God, I want to be right. I, I, I don't like the middle nature of, of, of Andrew Shear's conservatives. The conservative party is the only party that will ensure that we keep any of our guns. At this stage, PPC is not electable yet. Give it a few years. Once we get Andrew Shear in, we can hold his feet to the fire and see what happens then. But right now, we got to get We've got to get Andrew Scheer elected. And some of those ridings are going to be within 5%. The PPC vote can peel off that win and give it to the Liberals. So we need to stop that right now. We need to put stop that in its tracks. Go donate money to the Conservative Party. If you're going to buy a gun, you don't have to put $1,000. Pay, Give half. <laughs> you know, I made a large, I made, I recently made a large donation. Make a large donation. Let's give them the ammunition to fight. Join the CCFR. Join the CSSA, join OFA, join whoever you need to who will go to war against this government. And it's demonstrated that our lobbying is having an impact to the point where this government has had to sneak around in secret in the, the, the darkened back hallways of parliament to make their little dirty little deals to see if they can maybe scratch out a friggin' uh, prohibition out of this whole thing. We know what they're going to do. They can go ahead and do it. By October, they're not going to be able to take our guns. So even if they put this prohibition through, they won't be able to take our guns by October. Let's get Andrew Shear in there. Andrew Shear will make sure that we can keep our guns and we'll put that to him and say, listen, you need to reverse this nonsense. This has got to go away. So that's the only advice I can give all of you. And get out there, buy more guns, buy more ammo, join your clubs, do your shooting, bring your friends out, educate people. But if you sit on social media all day and argue with your statistics and all that stuff, that's all fine and dandy and wonderful. But that is not what is going to win us the next election. And it's not going to um, sway anybody's opinion. This is about votes, people. And the liberals have made up their mind. And Justin Trudeau doesn't give a damn what you think. He's going to do what he's going to do to make himself look good to the people who love that guy. So I absolutely love your input. <laughs> Again, listening to you speak, it's, uh, it's an absolute treat. Oh, and you, since you touched on that point, uh, thank you so much to whatever Liberal Party member leaked the information. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's someone in there, yeah. probably a shooter, who yeah. was like, this is, no, my God, this yeah. is horrible. You know what? I Hey, you know, I don't think I'm betraying any confidences by now. I'm sure they're trying to sniff out who it is. Oh, there'll probably be another Mark Norman trial. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. there'll be another, yeah, they'll, they'll have to dodge another bullet on that one. Anyway, thank Sorry. you so much for listening, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch us on Instagram and Facebook. It's been one hell of a day. Don't forget to shoot straight and stay safe, folks.